You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I don't know what the hell were you like meowing? <laughs> you're like you're like the snarf of Guns N' Roses. Snarf, 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 snarf. Were you a big Thundercats fan? Uh, no, no, no I wasn't. I didn't. Get, what was that? Nickelodeon? No, it was just regular what, ass TV. Was it whatever? I didn't get regular ass TV. I guess. You didn't get it. You you guys didn't pay for regular I ass TV. The, no, but we you got were, Nickelodeon. Uh, we were no, we didn't get Nickelodeon. That's why I was saying if it was on Nickelodeon in the 90s, 80s, I did not I did not see it. Yeah, this was the 80s, man. It was like right after school, man. You I remember having to go, cats. to go to my friend's house and watch uh, Inspector Gadget and Heathcliff and all those uh, <laughs> I'm really dating this, myself this here. Badass cartoon. <laughs> what did you think about the Inspector Gadget live action movies? Uh, I thought it was shit. Yeah. Oh, movies. Have they done more they than have one? They've done, yeah. They've done more than oh, one. Oh, that's right. They had a direct video sequel with uh, fucking The uh, guy from Third Rock. Uh, uh, what's that crazy guy's I name? I can't remember Fuck. his name. He was also in Stargate. He played the badass yes. in Stargate. Uh, wait. I can't remember his name. I gotta look it up now. That's gonna kill yeah, me. Jesus, you gotta look that up. It's so important. While you're looking that up, I'm going to let the listeners know that this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. I'm Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Oftentimes, they're not really good movies. Uh, But sometimes, they're undiscovered gems or underappreciated gems that we will watch and then come here to this forum and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners. Uh, This week on tap, because it's gotten a huge response on Netflix, uh, the new Marvel Netflix TV show Daredevil. No, we're not talking about that. We're going to talk I about wish. the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, and not just the movie. Joel, we watched the director's cut yes, of Daredevil. Which I didn't realize. Apparently, I've only ever seen the director's cut, because I did not see this in theaters, uh-huh. along with everyone else. This movie actually made a lot of money in theaters. Yeah, it did. Uh, by the way, before we get too far away from it, French Stewart. French Stewart. These are the squinty-eyed motherfuckers. Mm, French Stewart. Of. Well, I sound a racist when I say it like that. I don't mean it that way. Um, but he does squint a lot. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I... Squint a lot. The, the version that we saw uh, is the same one that I saw, I guess, when it came out in 2003. Was it 2003? Was, God, was it that long 2004, ago? 2004? 2003, according to my... Good yeah, God. 2003, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Oh, and what says it's, it's like, romance? Like Ben Affleck, didn't they release Gone Girl around Valentine's Day? No, that was a fall release. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was I know September. they were like, go see the date movie of the summer. <laughs> it's not a date movie. And I was like, wow, really, Gone Girl? But yeah, made for seventy eight million and bought, pulled in one hundred seventy nine million. But obviously, riding on the backs of the success of Spider Man and Spider-Man, the X Men movies. X Men. I guess apparently this was like the fifth Marvel movie that was uh, that, uh, uh, or at least the one that was. Financially successful, yeah, because they were saying you know we're five for five after this came out. Wow, uh, ten years on, I don't know that I would I would claim that. I'm sure monetarily it was. Yeah, I mean definitely critically panned. Yes. I, and the thing is, I do remember like not being too terribly impressed with the movie in the theater, and then like all this talk about when the DVD came out, they were releasing the director's cut of the DVD, and it's going to oh solve God, all your problems. Man, it's right? gonna, it's going to make it way better. And I remember watching it, going, you know what, this is a little better. And then watching it last night with you. <laughs> Wow, this really is it's no better. Still not it's, very good. it's still pretty bad. Is it that it was bad, or the, like, are are 
our bar was so low for comic book movies. No, it's 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 still it's it's a bad movie. It's not it's not it's not it's not snot. great. Snot. It's snot. <laughs> it is definite snot. <laughs> uh, straight from the Braille credits opening, uh, which I get. Okay, I, I be, like that. You're being creative with your opening credits. You're giving us some information about the character, which I wouldn't mind quite so much mm-hmm. because I feel like, wow, that's a really cool kind of subtle way to get us introduced to the character. If it wasn't so in your face and on the nose from that point on, once the movie opens, it's ever reminding you that this character is blind. Mm-hmm. And we spend way too much time learning the origin of this character. You know, it, it starts off, and they try to Tarantino it a little bit, where we start off with Daredevil on top of a church, and he's kind of like, you know, he's embracing the cross up top while he's bleeding. And that's definitely, uh, it's it's an homage to the to the Daredevil book, Guardian, Guardian Devil, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually the story where, like, Karen Page dies and... <gasps> Uh, and, and Daredevil or Matt Murdock kind of has a crisis of faith and stuff. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I have to look forward to in the TV series now? Fuck. Oh, wow. Spoilers. I'm only a couple Guys, of, sorry. Spoiler only alert. Only a couple episodes into the new Netflix series. Or are they going to go that direction? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> I feel really bad now. We might have to bleep that, Jeff. No. Uh, so the, uh, the, the Ben Affleck, uh, Mark Steven Johnson mm-hmm. Daredevil movie, it does a whole lot wrong. Well, first of all, never trust a man with three names. Like no. that—that's reserved for the John, realm John Wayne Gacy of, of, of <laughs> killers and and yes, uh-huh. uh, assassins. Yeah, that's right. Uh, John Wilkes Booth, and that's what that's Oswald. Mark Stephen Johnson did: is he assassinated the Daredevil character on screen in yeah. front of us? Mm-hmm. So obviously, Daredevil's the story about uh, Matt Murdock, who was a young boy, grew up with a father who was a boxer, who also worked with the mob, and uh, his father, Jack Murdock. <laughs> was told to take the uh, take a fall in a boxing match, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He decides to kind of you know be his own man and make his own choices and be kind of a hero to his son, but it costs him his life. Mm-hmm. And you know, Matt Murdock ends up losing his sight along the way. You know, he loses his sight. He's blinded by these this radioactive chemical. Blinded by, by the, the radioactive chemicals. chemicals. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> That's so funny. The uh, and so it blinds him, but it leaves him with like some super senses. He's got sonar. He's got he's got sonar. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so he uses that to his advantage to kind of make his way. But the thing is, here's the problem I have immediately (laughs) right off the bat with this movie is that he loses his sight, and what that chemical does, it gives him more of like you know this. It's able he's able to fine tune based on sound, Mm kind of like a bat with with sonar. And we know this because they do a, a. a, a gratuitous yes. like 3D inside. We see his cells and his DNA as the chemical is affecting. Yeah. Because how do we know? It's like the opening to X-Men. It looks in exactly fact, like in that. In fact, while it was happening, I was like, <laughs> mutation. What brought us from a single-celled organism to what we are today? Uh, it, it, was, it was definitely an homage, if accidental, to the opening of the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, he wakes up in a church. Or not in a church. You would think it's a church because there are crosses fucking everywhere in this Jesus. movie. Jesus. And I exactly. mean that literally. Yeah. Jesus. It's just so heavy-handed with the uh, the, the Christian... Uh, uh, gray. Christian Gray. That's <laughs> oh the part where Matt Murdock gets fucked I on, don't a, have, on a whipping table. I don't have sex. I don't make love. <laughs> I fucked. That would have been great. That would have made the director's cut. <laughs> but but ironically, what didn't make the director's cut was the sex scene between Matt Murdock and Elektra. Is there a sex scene? That's in the in the theatrical version when they go up on the what? roof and it rains on them oh. and he's able to finally see her mm. and they're making out and I he hears a you. scream and he's like, I've got to go. And she's like, no, stay. 
in the theatrical version, he stays and they they have sex. Aww. And in the director's cut, he leaves. What the fuck? He totally leaves. That's the part I want to see. Yeah, I know, right? That's mm-hmm. you guys. You should you should talk to somebody or just watch the theatrical cut. Oh, oh, I thought you mean like there's something leaked online. No, like, there's is there actual you Ben just, Affleck. You could just buy Jennifer the, Garner. Probably. The, I mean, they've had several kids. It's just so, so we, we have evidence that <laughs> sex has been had. They're together. It's true. And this is the movie that a lot of people say, like, this is the movie that Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Garner hooked yeah. up in. This was this was it. Mm-hmm. Even though they did share the screen also in Pearl Harbor uh, a little bit. Jennifer Garner played a, a smaller character. So afterwards, though, wasn't it? Or did that come I thought first? Pearl Harbor was first. Well, now i got to look that up, too. It's Yeah, please. Oh, look, it's, French Stewart was in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> was he really? No, I'm just fucking <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I was like, wow, what a coincidence. Oh, 2001 for Pearl Harbor. So, yeah. yes, predates this by two years. I know that's what I said. Huh. <laughs> I'm I'm validating what you said. Well, now, thank you very much. Now that IMDb has so, said it is fact. So we've uh we've we've got the story about Matt Murdock mm-hmm. and he is a lawyer. He and his uh, buddy Foggy Nelson played by John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Uh they are lawyers, they're they're defense attorneys and we are introduced to well I mean after we get through the 20 30 minutes of origin story of how he became Daredevil and like blinded as a kid and what he did after that, uh, we finally meet up and you know we've got Matt Murdock. He's a lawyer and he's uh, he's I can't re- is he a defense attorney? Yeah, because if right. he's if he's a defense attorney, why is he representing the prosecution? He's not, is he? Yeah. What, and when? Not with the Coolio case. Because no, 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 not the Coolio case. Okay. I'm talking about the 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 opening case oh, with, yeah. with the, the 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 rape case. Mm. And they're talking, you know, they're talking right. to the dude. The dude's on the stand, and they even start talking about Matt Murdock's client. And they're like, no, "I'm sorry, my client is not on trial here." Okay, then if you're a defense attorney, right? Like, if but, you're a defense attorney, don't you specialize in that? I think you can go either. Can or. you go either? I think or? it's just the the the. Court-appointed uh, defense attorneys, where you don't really have a choice about okay. the cases you have to take on. Okay, but they're independent. All right, this is <laughs> they have a private practice. I know very little about the legal system. And and the thing is, they don't explain it in this movie mm-hmm. for for a movie that that really focuses on this guy, especially the director's cut, because you get that whole Coolio case as well. Yeah, I had no idea that that was cut out of of the theatrical. Oh yeah, the release. theatrical cut. There's none of that Coolio. And case. I guess I can see why because it's not it's not it doesn't go to anywhere. No. no, and that's the problem. They they tried really hard in the story. Like that's supposed to be what ties everything into the kingpin, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, obviously, here's one of the things where I felt like maybe the studio was right <laughs> with the theatrical cut, where they're like, um, I feel like everything else ties you into the kingpin anyway. You, you know, know your relationship with Electra and her father, and Joe, I've done a flat out 180 as far as my feelings towards director's cuts go, because uh-huh. I used to think the same thing. It used to be like, oh, director's cuts are going to be better. Because it's usually, you know, the, the oh, the studio made us cut this out, and we needed to get, get the runtime down, or uh-huh. they didn't think audiences were going to follow plot points. Nowadays, I kind of feel uh, that they have too much leeway when they're shooting. Because the philosophy when you're shooting is, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out in the edit. Yeah. We're going to capture it now. We're going to put all the money. It, there's no way we're going to get Ben Affleck back six months later to do uh-huh. pickups. Shoot it now. We'll figure it out later. Exactly. You know, it's you film as much as you can. Right. And then you kind of pick and choose, and you're able to cut things down and craft the story from there. But usually, all these deleted scenes that I've seen on DVDs over the past couple of decades, and, and yes, seeing the director's cuts, I can't think of the last time I saw a director's cut and think and thought, oh, this was, oh, you know what, I'll tell you, Lord of the Rings. All the extended edition of the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Because you're already making three movies. It's, you know, we're talking 10, 12 hours worth of content uh-huh. that are based on these novels. They've already had to cut so much out of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. 
that it's it, it adds all it does is add nuance. It adds more it to adds, the characters. It, yeah, it adds nuance. It also kind of fleshes out the world. It gives right. the fans a little bit more of like what they were missing. Right. Things that were in the book. They're like, oh, but that wasn't in the movie. Well, we'll give you a little bit of that. Still don't get Tom Bombadil, but yeah. you know, honestly, in the grand scheme of the whole story of Lord of the Rings, Tom Bombadil isn't really that important of a character. Exactly. Um but I agree with you. I think the extended editions of Lord of the Rings work and they those kind of live in their own space. Absolutely. You know, where you can enjoy Lord of the Rings just as much if you're watching a regu- the regular version. Uh, I feel like they did it right with those movies because mm-hmm. each movie was one of the books. Right. That's where I have my problem with the Hobbit movies, yeah. where oh. it shouldn't be three movies. No. It should have never been three movies. You could have told that whole story with a Lord of the Rings length film. Yeah. Just Make one, it epic. Just one thing. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, we cannot compare Daredevil to the Lord of the Rings films. Not as much, not as much care, not as much uh, 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 passion went into this. I feel like, I feel like there was one person who was kind of passionate about this project, and I think that was Ben Affleck. You think so? I think so. I think wow. Ben Affleck was really passionate about this. I think he really wanted to be a superhero. He really wanted to do a superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, but was he passionate about the Daredevil character, or was it he just I, wanted to get I a think, franchise? No, I, well, I think there's part of wanting to get a franchise, but I think he was kind of passionate about the Daredevil character. Okay, he's good friends with Kevin Smith. Yes, you know, and those two do geek out, and you you hear it in some of the commentary tracks for Kevin Smith's movies, where Ben Affleck geeks out about comic books, uh, and and I don't know if it started with him working with Kevin Smith and then going on and being uh, the the Holden McNeil character from Chasing Amy, mm-hmm. where he had to play. You know, a, a comic book talent, mm-hmm. but some somewhere along the line, Ben Affleck did become a comic book fan, and I think he wrote like an introduction in the Guardian Devil book, really, where he talks about like his passion for the character. Interesting. All and, right, and so I get a feeling that you know he was going into this project definitely wanting it to be more than what it was. Well, that's that's interesting to hear because this movie kind of made me question. It made me re. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. I, I had to reevaluate. My feelings about Ben Affleck and whether I, I think he's a good actor or not. Obviously, he is. You've already talked about one of my favorite movies of all time, Chasing Amy. He's mm-hmm. fantastic in that. Yeah. We've seen him, pull, Gone Girl, the aforementioned Gone, Gone Girl. Girl. The Town. The Town, which he Argo? directed, too. Yeah. Argo, yeah, he's a, and he's almost maybe a stronger director nowadays. Oh, he's a actor. fantastic director. It, I think so, too. I think he's amazing. But... I don't. I, I'm, you can't say he was phoning it in in this because you're right. He was. He was giving it his all. He wanted it to be successful. But when he's given great material, he can do great things. Uh-huh. But when he's not, we get Daredevil. You get Geely. <laughs> you, you get, get Daredevil. Geely, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it is. I found myself laughing throughout this movie, but not in a good way at no. all. The wrong points. The, he definitely. looks silly. He looks ridiculous. He does in that in that outfit. The lines he's given to say. Some actors could make something of them, but he's not. He's every time he talks to himself, and he talks to himself a, a lot, lot in, in this movies, movie. Yeah, but it's always laugh-inducing because he's always he says something about blind justice. Uh huh. Or um, it's it's so. <laughs> we, we were laughing about uh, what he 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 tells the guy. I'm, I'm not the bad guy to I'm the not, little kid. And then and then they cut to him standing on top of a roof, <laughs> and he's saying it to himself. I'm not, not the, the bad, bad guy. guy. It's like, well, who are you trying to convince now, Ben? In fact, I said it two seconds before he did. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't remember that being <laughs> a line in the movie. <laughs> this one made it funnier, too, the repeat. Uh, no, I agree with you. He looked goofy. And yeah. I, I get like, okay, a blind guy wouldn't know how to do his hair. 
I kind of feel like a blind dude knows how to comb his hair down. Or at least you can you can hover your hand over your head and tell if it's sticking straight up. He looks like fucking uh, um, uh, Martin Short doing yeah. the, uh, what was the character's name? Uh, Ed Grimley? Ed Grimley he looked like Ed, No, and I agree. He looked like Ed Grimley. There's your scene. girlfriend had an amazing, was it you or was it Jenna? Uh, I'll give her credit for it. Wet. Go uh, ahead. With Coolio? When Coolio oh, yeah. and Ben Affleck finally like met up with each other, we see them in the uh, in the cell at the same time. This is the first time we're introduced to him, and he's a client. And she leans over, she's like, "They're having a hair off in the scene." Because Coolio, of course, you know what Coolio looks like. He's got the the strands sticking yeah, like, straight up, like straight up dreads. So or much product, or just like chicken wire underneath there. I don't know what's going on. And uh-huh. then, I was going to call him Matt Damon, but Ben Affleck, ben Affleck comes in and with this his disheveled, like drunken, J- yeah. his JBF hair that he perpetually has. If this guy walked in and was like, "I want to. I'm going to defend you." I'm like, "No, nah, I'll mm, take the next pass. Guy. Hard pass. I'll take. Can I just work with John Favreau? Because <laughs> I'd <laughs> really much rather he be my lawyer." Now there you go. That's a good contrast because John Favreau, and of course he's playing the the, the sidekick, the Foggy comic Nelson. relief, Foggy yeah. Nelson. So all of his lines are kind of funny, uh-huh. uh, intentionally. But even the whole alligator in the sewers trope that they keep coming back to. He says it like three times, and it's supposed to be an ongoing joke. Wasn't really funny. It doesn't. The first it doesn't time. work. It doesn't Not work. Not funny the third time, but still, I I love John Favreau, uh-huh. and I I he made me laugh. He still made There's, me laugh. In that I role. I feel like I've seen very few movies where John Favreau hasn't given it everything. Like he he's very professional about his work, hmm. and I'm gonna give it everything that I've got in this movie. Um, but there are so many times where I felt like John Favreau was cringing inside. Yeah, with what was going on. Yeah, you said like this was he was taking notes. He knows he's like during the filming of this movie. While I'm making Daredevil, I'm going to make notes of what not to do when I do the Iron Man movie. And if that's what it took to get Iron Man, then so be it because yeah. that's a, that's a great film. He put together a great film. Unfortunately, the sequel was a little lackluster. I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled with that one, uh, nor was I happy with the third. Yeah, but he had nothing to do with he, that, right? He, didn't, he really he produced. He I think he produced those. Yeah, that and, means and so acted. many things now. He he still acted in them. Of course. Um so Daredevil, what I liked about the character, and I'm gonna tell you this. I, I never felt like Daredevil for and I think we've we've said this a couple of times in the past. Daredevil to me, in in my experiences with the comic book community, very few people are very genuine about like, oh, Daredevil is one of my favorite characters. I didn't know it before this. They started talking about this movie coming yeah. out. Yeah, uh, he was never on my top list. I was, I was like, okay, Daredevil's all right, but there are like probably twenty more that I put above him that I really enjoy. Yeah, uh, but, but everybody's losing their shit about this TV show and like, oh, Daredevil's one of my favorites. Uh, all right, let's let's take yeah. it down a notch. Let's take it down Simmer. a notch a Simmer. little bit. Um, it's good. It, it, the the show's good. No, mm-hmm. yeah, the the Netflix show is fantastic and completely redeems this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's because you have the time. You're taking the time now to like explain yes. the character and flesh it out. I love a how they draw out the flashbacks of about his father. They don't do it all in one episode. Right. You kind of see little blips little here bits. and there about their relationship. I mean, the show has some problems with writing. Like, the, there's this opening of the pilot where he's in a confessional, yeah. and motherfucker is talking about his father being a boxer for like a good five minutes. It is before he even talks about like, okay, what was your? And I like that the priest even says like. I don't know what this has to do with anything. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he is ever mentioning his father being a boxer in the TV show. Like I, I kind of feel like the, the, it, it gets a little predictable. And in fact, Sarah and I at one point, there's there's a scene where the guy who's playing Daredevil and like Rosario Dawson, we're talking about the show now. Yeah. Uh, they're sitting there. She's kind of patching him up. And at one point, she's like, so tell me your story. And I, t- <laughs> me and Sarah both at the same time were like, well, my father was a boxer. Uh-huh. And he fucking says it. <laughs> I was like, wow. We've got this. We can write Netflix shows. (laughs) So getting back to the Daredevil movie, one thing that I liked about the Daredevil character was the, you know, the 
the illusion of you know justice is blind mm-hmm. and so is Daredevil and he works he, and he's a lawyer and so I I like I kind of like that I like the the symmetry of the theme mm-hmm. so in the comics Daredevil is definitely like I, I wouldn't call him a Boy Scout but he sticks to the law he's a, he, he's he a, believes in justice he yeah. believes that like all right I. I am Daredevil to try to bring the criminals in, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do my work in the courtroom right. to make sure that they pay for what they've done. Mm-hmm. This movie, right off the bat, this rapist gets off on this oh, case. This is great. And Daredevil tracks him down to a bar, and long story short, it ends up in a, in, in a subway station. Mm-hmm. Dude falls on the tracks, and Daredevil lets him die. He just stands there over him, has plenty of time to save him, and is even kind of like openly mocking him yes. to his face. He's like, you hear that? You see that light that coming? Light? It's not the light at the end of the tunnel. It's not heaven. I know. I, I can't remember what he says, but it's like, it's the A-train. What? Yeah. No. You've completely now destroyed the fact that you are a hero. You're supposed to be above this. <laughs> He's just a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple appa- times in this movie, too. A- apparently, not only is he a murderer, but after he commits his crimes, he has all the time in the world, this blind man, to like shape out two Ds in the ground in gasoline. <laughs> Very meticulously. That's the part that makes me laugh. So that, that's his calling card. And why you would do that if you're trying to stay kind of incognito and keep your... Your 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 superhero life separate from your your day job, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, uh, two or three times. If you uh, if you've ever seen The Crow, yes, <laughs> that's where Mark exactly Steven Johnson like completely that. lifted this from The Crow. In fact, watching this Daredevil movie felt like it was just they took bits and pieces from other superhero movies that yeah. worked, mm-hmm. like The Crow and like Keaton's first Batman movie, Dude. and just kind of plugged all of that into this film. So much Batman, even from like the yeah the parent being shot, uh-huh. and then leaving the rose. The rose, it's Crime Alley all over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and like tying in the main villain. Mm-hmm. The main villain is actually fully responsible for what happened to Daredevil's family. Yeah, that's just—it's too coincidental. It's—it doesn't. For some reason, in the Michael Keaton Batman movie, that's actually one of the things that I still have a problem with. Mm-hmm. But I'm—I give it a pass because I like that film and I think it's a much more well-done movie. Sure. than Daredevil is. I'd like to do that on this podcast at some point because I—I would challenge you. I don't know that it quite holds up. I still think it's a well-done film. I think it's a good Batman movie. It's a good you Batman know, kind of like what you were saying about the first X-Men movie, where you're like, "Well, it was good for the time." I think the first Batman movie, the first Keaton Batman movie, oh, yeah. is good for its time. Oh my it's god, a, it's a horrible Batman movie. Like, it's a good superhero flick, sure, but it's a horrible Batman movie for one reason alone, right off the bat, that I could tell you. <laughs> and right it's, off the bat, <laughs> and uh, and it, <laughs> the the scene where he's flying that Batwing uh-huh. and he's firing guns at the Joker. Yeah, he wouldn't. His family was. Shot and killed. Batman's always had like, well, maybe not in the very beginning, but now he's some most well known for not. He doesn't use guns. That's right. No guns, and the fact that you've got Batman firing missiles and guns at Jack Nicholson yeah. is so against what Batman's all about. And also, if we're going to compare to Batman, you remember when? And there's a couple of times in that first movie where he's almost unmasked. He's yeah. unconscious, and somebody's about to. Peel it off his face and uh-huh. like, oh my god, this fucking cover's gonna be blown. Right, and then it happens in a couple of the other movies. Right, we're finally there's, there's, so there's always Batman's this, ever unmasking himself at the end true. of this movie. It's all it's always him like deciding yeah. to do it, but it's always a big moment when he gets unmasked. Uh-huh. And, and, or, oh, oh my god, this is gonna change the relationship of the person that he's well, unmasking. And, to. and the thing is, with Batman, it makes more sense mm-hmm. because his. His secret identity is a very public person. Yeah. It's millionaire Bruce Wayne. It's not you fucking know, Joe it, Private the, yeah, Eye down it, the it's, hall. It's not Matt Murdock, defense attorney. Right. I feel like you unmask him. Who cares? Who cares? Well, apparently the filmmakers felt this way too, because like three times in this movie, people find out who he is, and 
I just felt like you should have made made more of it. Yeah, nothing really came of it. There, there were, and people were like, no "Oh, stakes. it's you." Oh, hey. And the, the, what's up, Matt? And that bothered me too. That people knew who he was, like right off the bat. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, we got you. Um, so yeah, Daredevil is a murderous psychopath <laughs> from the get go in this movie with superpowers now, apparently. Because all right, so you know more about the comic book than I do, uh-huh. clearly. Yeah. Uh, so really, the only superpower he has is that he has this sonar ability, right? That's yes. been given to him when that radioactive sludge went into his eyes, caused him to be blind, but gave him this seventh sense, I uh-huh. guess. No, well, sixth sense, I guess. Yeah. Unless he's also... <laughs> he's dead. Read he's dead, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know how that equals you being able to do these super... He's jumping, jumping off, off of buildings. buildings. Thank you very much. off a building, well, lands on, like, uh, on... on uh, apparently, when, when window washers... Come to your building. They just leave their they leave scaffolding. That shit up overnight. They leave that shit up overnight. Apparently, <laughs> they don't just like grab it's, it. It's a two day job, you know, for a three story <laughs> building to clean all twelve windows. But you know, he he jumps down and is able to kind of change his trajectory midair, mm-hmm. uh, and then just you know, it, like just jump in like, stuff that would squash a person. Oh yeah, you would break make this leap. Both of your legs. Yeah, his shins would be gone, of just course. shattered. Yeah. But no, you're able to do that because radioactive material got into your eyeballs. Well, and also in the voiceover, it's explained that uh, while he was blind, he didn't have a lot of time, a lot of free time. So uh, he honed his body. Yeah. Yes. So I spent all that time. The loss of his sight, it, it increased his sense of touch, which made him stronger. <laughs> he says that line. It's it like, increased my sense of touch. To me. And if you're playing the Daredevil drinking game... Take a drink every time he says sense. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he gave himself an extra sense that doesn't exist, the sense of sound. Uh, yeah, you remember like, when he said that? It's like, that's not a sense. <laughs> yep. Sound is not, 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 a sense, not a sense, Daredevil. There's no sense. There's, there's hearing, my sense of hearing, but there's no sense of sound. <laughs> uh, but he was like, yeah, I used my sense of sound. to. Oh, what, what do you say? Honing my sense of sound. Mm-hmm. I was able to turn the city into my playground. Yeah. You mean hearing? What? Yeah. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Pretty sure that's what that is. <laughs> um, so the, uh, the, the, the character, we, we set up right off the bat that, um, well, not, maybe not right off the bat, but in the course of the movie that like if water, if it's raining, He's able to see everything That's much right. better. And we, we, I, when we were watching the movie, I was like, so basically Daredevil would be a lot better if he was carrying a spray bottle around with him. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like the one that you use to get your cat off of counters? <laughs> yes. Just take that on the road on you. And, uh... and he'd be able to take care of anything as long as he's got that <laughs> spray bottle. And uh, I see water. Water's dripping. I see everything. Um, <laughs> Just walking up to women randomly and squirting them in the face. Oh, you look <laughs> you're beautiful gorgeous. today. What did you do you're with your so hair? You're so pretty. Well, now it's soaked. So <laughs> It was nice. Speaking of uh, Matt Murdock and women, mm. uh, I feel like I feel like he takes the wrong approach. Oh yeah, when when meeting, especially when it came down to meeting Electra, <laughs> yeah. and and wooing Electra Nachios, uh, he just like he's so handsy. He grabs her like right, yeah. two or three times, just grabs by her. the arm, complete stranger in New York City. Right. Have yeah. you, I don't know about you, you get but maced. I've seen people in New York City like if you stand too close to them. They fucking fly off the handle. Oh, really? Uh, I was waiting in line to get into this restaurant called Carmine's with my father. Oh, Carmine's, yeah. Yeah, have you what? been there? No, but I, it's very famous. I've F- heard of family it. Family-style Italian food. It's right there off of Broadway. Uh, and it's uh, it's so it's so packed. After the show's let out, it, it gets packed. People That's in wild. line. And my father and I were waiting in line to get in, and some dude just kind of came through. And you know how, like, when you're going through a tight spot, maybe you'll kind of touch a guy's back and kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, excuse me and kind of move him a little sure. bit. This dude turned around and was like, don't touch me. What are you doing? Don't touch me. What? Like, is he this... a New Yorker? Oh, yeah, he was a New Yorker. Because I get the feeling like living there, don't you just get used to 
always being in bodily contact. You can't ride the fucking subway no. without... Someone's going to be right up against you. Yeah, you got shoulders and everything. But this dude, man, lost his shit. And I'm just kind of feeling like, well, maybe you don't just grab people. Maybe you don't just... Hey, maybe you say, hey, excuse me, uh, I wanted to ask you a few questions. Or excuse me, before you leave, right. you know, be, be cool about it. <laughs> and this leads to a, a fight on a playground. Okay. Most un- this is where the movie kind of starts to go off the rails a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's just walked into. By the way, I love that. Like she's walked into this. Um, what is it like a a, a diner, a coffee shop Having diner? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he smells her before she comes. He in. Smells her. They have a little exchange, uh, and then she like leaves immediately. Like, were you coming in here to eat, or were you just gonna? Is this what you do? You just walk into diners and make appearances, and then leave ninety seconds later. But that's right. what she does. Uh-huh. He follows her outside, and this is when the the when he gets handsy, as you said, grabs her. Uh, and somehow, it, like now, it's a face-off. Like we have to duel. Yeah, I have. I've m- just met this blind it's, man. It's the man in black and Inigo Montoya. Yeah, no, yeah. he kind of is. Uh-huh. Uh, so they're on this playground, not an empty playground, not at night, full like there's daylight, children, middle of the day, children kids are playing. and two strange adults on a playground. Yeah. And I feel like there'd be an adult who's supervising the kids, going, uh, "Excuse me, yeah, can you guys get out of the playground? Yeah. This is for kids." First of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a, a school. You you can't be here. Ben, if he's as handsy as he seems to be, <laughs> right. probably already has a restraining order or two. Can't be within five hundred yards of children. Uh, but then, yeah, they just they and this is a full on choreographed kung fu fists a blazing, a lot then, of wire work, a lot of wire work because then they they take it to the the seesaw and they have a fun little exchange where they're balancing on seesaws uh-huh. and. I, I, I and they're both smiling. They're smiling. They're and he's smiling. like, "Oh, he's courting me through his fists." And it's like, I don't know that <laughs> I've ever done that to a woman. And he usually take you know takes you to court. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> domestic it's, court. Well, luckily he knows a good uh, a good lawyer. He's a good, him, no Foggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Foggy's fantastic, especially in this in the in the director's cut. There's a point, and I don't think you were there watching it at this point. I think you had gone inside to clean some stuff up. But okay. uh, there's a point where Coolio is on the stand, mm-hmm. and Matt's nowhere to be found. This is where after Matt kind of got his ass kicked or whatever, and he, uh, he, he was in his, his, his sensory deprivation tank. Right. And Foggy was in court, and he's trying to, like, take Coolio through, like, the, the, oh, the question. He, yeah. he had him on the stand, and he was questioning him. And um, he had no idea what he was doing. Like, it was totally confused. And I kind of feel like if you're defending someone, if you're working on a case... Lawyers usually get with their with their clients, and they run through yeah. all the scenarios, all the questions. This is the answer. They teach them how I'm to an, not exactly. answer. Yeah, or especially if they're, they're questioning their client, mm-hmm. they work through that shit meticulously. Rehearsed. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do. If you've ever seen a few good men, you know you've got that that whole point where they're running through it. Uh, the Tom Cruise character is running through it with the two guys, mm-hmm. uh, and in fact, he's running through it with Demi Moore and uh, and what's his name, Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. They're running through it, and Kevin Pollock's like kind of showing him where you know Colonel Jessup will get his word in and mm-hmm. kill the case. Um, I feel like with movies like that, audiences have become educated enough right. to know that you're not going to have a situation where a lawyer's going to have his own client on the stand Just winging and it. winging it and not knowing what to do and having the client like saying shit that he's not supposed to right. be saying. Well, this script also wasn't written by Aaron Sorkin, <laughs> no, unfortunately. So. I would love to see Aaron Sorkin's Daredevil. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're getting to a point now where... We're getting close to it. Or at least they're, le- more, they're legitimate now. Legitimate uh-huh. films. Well, fuck. Oh, the biggest movies of the last 10 years have all been like comic book movies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Even though Hollywood seems to resent that. What would Aaron... Yeah, resenting it all the way to the bank. What 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 properties left that Aaron Sorkin could could 
could scribe. I don't know. I'll think about that. We'll get back uh, yeah, to right. I, I feel like all the good ones have been taken. Uh, well, I feel like there's uh, there's probably a few that that he could pick up, and I'm I'm like just drawing because we're thinking about it now. Yeah, yeah. I'm completely drawing a blank. By the time we finish recording, I'm gonna be like, oh fuck, Aaron Sorkin could have done this. Any of these dozen Justice League movies that are planned up yeah. to like 2020. Oh my god! I know. Poor DC. It's like I don't want to kick them when they're down, but at the same time. But the thing is, it's so weird because in the in the late '80s, early '90s, Mm -hmm. uh, even you know the early aughts, DC was kind of leading the charge with superhero movies. Well, Superman. You couldn't do better than well. Yeah, that's right. The Chris Reeve Superman. Mm -hmm. You had the Michael Keaton Batman movies. No matter how you felt about it, you know those were huge. Uh, and then, you know, that franchise ended up getting run into the ground, but then Chris Nolan resurrected it and ended up running it into the ground. No. But, well, well, yeah, dude, The Dark Knight of. Rises. Oh, I'm, I will not stand up for that movie at all. No. But there are still, there are better moments in that movie than the, any of the last two Batman movies the, yeah. from the Tim Burton era. That's true. That's true. And you also have Superman Returns, which was uh. mostly schlock, but it had some things in it, some things that did work. Um it was but, it was but, filmed by numbers, but DC was kind of leading the charge with superhero movies uh, until Marvel kind of started taking. I think what Marvel needed to do mm-hmm. was take its own properties a little more seriously uh, and realize the artistic, for lack of a better phrase, uh, lack of a better term, the artistic merit that could sit under the surface of what it is they were trying to do. I think they did a serviceable job with X-Men and proved that they could do team superhero movies, and then we got something a little deeper with X2, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man, and then we got something a little deeper with Spider-Man 2. And, you know, obviously both franchises kind of started to shit the bed. Is this maybe like the last Marvel uh, movie that didn't didn't do that? No, no, that didn't take itself seriously like that. Because this is like... I think Pop- this movie popcorn. took itself too seriously. No, no well, because okay. it was it's so dark and so so uh mature. Well, d- d- dark in the sense of the way that it was shot, the cinematography. Dark in the way that sense it was shot, but also dark in the, I mean, you've got an the old lady matter. who gets killed with a fucking peanut. Uh, you know, especially when you introduce the bullseye character. Yeah, that's Shit true. Gets a little, it gets a little it's, dark. It's violent. Uh-huh. Uh, if that's you think you that's dark, dark for a superhero movie? Well, yes, yes, I will give you that. Uh, oh, and especially, like, the last scene, like, the last fight with him yeah. and King, Kingpin. Nigh unwatchable for me when he just gets both of his kneecaps just fucking taken out. Like, I thought that was shocking. Uh-huh. Um, and, but, and the character has some violent moments. There are some violent yeah. things that, that go hand-in-hand hand with the Daredevil character. And Daredevil interacts with the Punisher a lot. But the thing is, mm-hmm. Daredevil's kind of the anti the, the antithesis of, <laughs> of Frank Castle. He's the one that's always trying to keep Frank Castle in check. Right. Hey, Frank, you are way too violent. You know, there there's a body count. We can't have this. He's the guy that's always trying to keep Frank Castle in check. And in fact, there's this awesome story in the comics where Daredevil ends up, Matt Murdock ends up going to prison. Uh, It's found out that he is Daredevil, Hmm. and he ends up getting arrested. He turns himself in because, you know, he's a vigilante. He turns himself in and goes to trial and is put in prison. Frank Castle gets himself caught. Oh, so he can So he can go into prison and protect him. Oh. It's amazing. It's this amazing book. I like that. Uh, But they have this mutual respect for each other, even though... Their methods are completely different. They're right. still trying to achieve the same thing. Hmm. Uh, and I, that was the big thing about this movie, that I felt like it didn't hold true to the spirit of what Daredevil was. Like with Spider-Man, you've got Peter Parker, who becomes Spider-Man, and he, you know, he, he, 
he's disrespectful of that power at mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. and then he learns that it has consequences, and that's where we get the whole with great power comes great responsibility. Right. You cannot have a Spider-Man movie without that. And not that you need to keep telling that over and over again, mm-hmm. but that needs to be a theme. That needs to be something that the character keeps recognizing and respects in his own way. And Daredevil did not have that. No. It, the Ben Affleck Daredevil, rather, did not have that. There wasn't that code. And to me, as a comic fan, just talking as a comic fan watching this movie, it made it really rough it made it a horrible experience to watch that movie because i feel like if you're going to make a movie about a well-known character there are certain things you need to stick to right and you have to stick to those foundations that make them what they are sense and of when, justice yeah and once you when you ignore that there's no point in making the movie about that character right yeah it could have been anybody th- it basically like turned into batman yeah like, i think they the so much wanted to be batman and, and he was like so angry but it's like really there's no like why is he so angry like, everything that's happened, it's happened in the past. I mean, I, I guess there's the whole thing with who killed his father. Right. But that but, wasn't a driving force in the same way that it was with, with Batman. He no. wasn't all about the justice. Yeah. Um, eh. and, it, and it wasn't like the fact that Batman fights crime because there's always that faceless criminal that he was never able to put down, you know, that killed yeah. his parents. He never, he never knows who killed his parents, so he fights all crime. Whereas Matt Murdock knows. Well, it was, know it was, exactly. It was yeah. the mob that, that killed his dad. Yeah. You know, and so now he fights crime yeah. in his own way as as a lawyer. He, yes, that's a, how he gets justice. He's the the interesting thing about Daredevil is the fact that his origin is very close to Batman, but he's a lot more well adjusted. And, <laughs> yeah. and he kind of uses he's Batman with therapy. You know, if someone's going to be a lawyer, there has to be some smarts. I feel like you know, sure, there's some meathead guys that end up passing the bar and they become lawyers and stuff. But also, if you're going to make this ideal hero character. He should use his brain a little bit. Right. And no, there, there really wasn't a whole lot of that. So I hear what you're saying, going back to it kind of being dark. So there's some dark themes there and certainly some, some violence. But yet at the same time, we have these cartoonish fights on playgrounds. Yeah. And, and the, the whole, the last big fight, well, aside from Kingpin, but the big battle that he has with, uh, with Bullseye, Bullseye is in a church and they're climbing this... <laughs> this Mount it's Everest the, of the TARDIS, the TARDIS equivalent of a church <laughs> that they walk in and it's apparently no space. gigantic on the inside. Exactly. Yeah, like they start climbing up this this organ that is like twenty stories tall. Yeah, the pipes just keep going up and up. What the? F- and that's that's insulting to an audience that we just want you to, now we want you to just accept that exactly. this this thing has grown. Yeah. So let's this is a good point to talk about the bullseye character because you proclaimed last night as we were watching this that he's the the best thing about this movie. Do you I, stand by that? I okay. If I said best, okay. Here's I miss, I misspoke. All right. He is the most enjoyable thing. Okay. In this movie for me. That's a it's a very particular distinction to make. Yeah. Yeah. He I enjoy watching Colin Farrell in this flick as he's bullseye. Fun. He looks like he's having a good time. Yeah. And I think that's important when you watch a superhero movie, when you're watching a movie like this, you know, and I, I get like Ben Affleck's trying to be serious. He's trying it's the gravitas of the character that I think Mark Steven Johnson poorly displayed and poorly uh uh illustrated in the course of the edit of the movie. Mm. But Colin Farrell, you could tell us just having a blast. It's never he's, a good sign when you're you're rooting for the villain more than you are for the hero. And I absolutely was. <laughs> yeah, he's so fun. And the thing is, this movie, being an origin story, already suffered from sequelitis because I feel like you had too many opposing forces. Yeah. You had too many villains. Save the kingpin for, yeah. you know, make him the dark shadowy like figure. Like what they were doing in the TV show. I mean, I'm only a, I'm still like four or five episodes into the TV show. But like you're doing with that, like they're taking their time mm-hmm. with Wilson Fisk, uh, the uh, the kingpin. They're taking their time with him. They're building him up. You know, it, it's hard to believe that they weren't trying to plan a franchise mm. 
So I would have made the Kingpin kind of this shadowy underworld figure. Yeah. And maybe, you know, we kind of meet him at the dinner, that fancy dinner or whatever. But make Bullseye your main enemy. And meanwhile, I even think that the Electra thing, where he and Electra was way too much right off the bat. But they did that because immediately went around and made an Electra movie. Which, okay, let's talk about her. They did that because one of the most popular Daredevil stories was written by Frank Miller. Uh And it was the story where Bullseye kills Electra. Oh, okay. And that's why there's that scene where where Bullseye stabbing Electra. Yes. And that's this iconic image from the Frank Miller that's comic. Really violent. Yeah. And that, but that's what happened. Bullseye kills Electra. But in the comics, she's alive. What, does she's she, alive in the comics. Come back she's, in the comics. Yeah, she's come back in the. Oh, comics. Okay. So how do they explain it in the comics? I can't remember. I well, think how do they the explain fa- it in like the, the fact that she was with like this this ninja group called the Hand. And then that's why From Ninja Turtles? Teen, no, that's why <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did the foot did the foot clan. Oh no way! Because the the Ninja Clan in in Marvel Comics ah, is the hand. I like that. Uh, and so the uh, she comes back through like some ninja magic or whatever and becomes an assassin. There's this whole story called Electra Assassin. Mm. Um, so no, in this in in the movies, I have no fucking clue. I know I've I even went to the theater I think to see Electra. Oh, no, did you see it? Yeah. Uh huh. And I can't even fuck it for the t- for the life of me. I can't remember yeah, why. I, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big Jennifer Garner fan too. I do. I like her for but the most part. I need something more than just like a pretty face kicking ass. Yeah, she does that part well though. But I mean, look at Tomb Raider. You have a, a pretty yeah. face kicking ass. There you but go. it's a hollow movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I don't mind the uh, building a romance between Matt and Elektra. I think that's fine. But that was poorly constructed in this movie it as well. So quickly again, we were talking last week about Flash Gordon, yeah. and the issues that we had with that romance, and uh-huh. so it's like it it it, it, it echoes Flash Gordon from nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. a fight on the playground. Yeah, it's like why are we? And then the next time we see them, what they're at some function, right? No, 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 no. They they she she catches him on the street. Oh, oh, that's right. Because we have the whole exchange after their fight on the playground when she's being picked up in the limo. Uh-huh. How will I find you? You don't. I'll find you. And there was such a long pause between those lines. I was like, okay, they're not going to say it. Too, don't do it. You totally called it, dude. You're better than this. And then she turned around and <laughs> fucking said it. And I was like, no. Why in 2003 are we still doing this? Uh, uh, well, when the hell did uh, Swordfish come out? Yeah, that was like 2008. Was that, was that like, I think it was but around that same time, I wasn't time, expecting honestly. much from Swordfish. Yeah. The uh, Okay, so the, you've got this relationship between them. And she ends up catching him on the street at night, and he's like, hey, I want to show you something. Takes her up on the roof, and that's where we get the raindrop scene. Yeah. And depending on what version of the movie you see, (laughs) either they sleep together or he leaves her. Now, this is the problem with the director's cut, though, Uh is that he ends up leaving her. She's she's just like, no, stay with me. He hears some screams. He hears some screaming, and he just takes the fuck off. Leaves. Leaves her alone on a rooftop in the (laughs) rain. We don't see her again until like she, he ends up getting an invitation to that big party. That's what it is. And then sees her, and she's like in that that busty dress. Yes, yeah, she is. And he goes up, to, and she's so happy to see him. Mm-hmm. And that's when I quizzed all the women at the table. <laughs> I was like, ladies, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> if a guy takes you up on a rooftop at night in the rain and then just fucking leaves you, mm-hmm. how happy? Soaking wet. How happy are you going to see? How how happy are you going to be seeing him at a party? Yeah, and it was, and like it was unanimous. Was unanimous. Was like. Uh, not happy at all. You're going to be some questions that need answering. <laughs> yes. There's going to be, there's no sex tonight. First of all, I don't care what number date this is. No. But uh, you're going to have to work your way back up to no the sugar black, tonight. My friend. That's in my right. coffee, no sugar tonight in my tea. <laughs> it's racist. Uh, <laughs> is that racist? No, no, no. 
So so yeah, no, she's totally fucking happy to see him. She's on his jock. They go, da- they dance. For some reason, they're randomly dancing in this mm-hmm. place. She takes off his blind glasses or whatever, and he's got the crusty blind right. eyes going on. And she's like, "I don't care. I, you know, it's I, I love you for who you are." I'm totally uh, paraphrasing what's going on in this scene. <laughs> uh, and then, like, she ends up having to take off because her father gets like. Not even subtly threatened by the kingpin. Right, just openly, yeah. <laughs> just openly. Kingpin comes over, and the, the dude who is like Kasuf in Stargate, the Bonnie Wade oh, yeah. guy. <laughs> That's right. He, uh, he's sitting there. He plays Electra's father, and Kingpin comes over, and he's like, She looks beautiful. Remember how sad she was when her mother died? It's a shame that's going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> and then he puts a rose in the guy's pocket, and it's, it's like, what? Did you just you just straight up like threatened him? So yeah. So he he knows he's gonna die. So he takes off and and Electra's like, Papa, 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 <laughs> doing her her <laughs> faux Russian accent, yes. right? Yeah. And uh, and she follows him out and she ends up having to leave mm-hmm. and leaves Matt on the side of the on the sidewalk watching the car take off. Mm-hmm. Car speeds off down the city. I know where you're going. We cut to another shot and Daredevil's on top of a fucking building, <laughs> yeah. already in full. Ahead of the car. Yeah. Ahead of the car. How did that happen? That's the that's the biggest, the most egregious issue with this movie is that like, okay, I I, I get it that he was blind, uh, but he's got this other sense now, and so he has some he has some some sonar powers, but that should not equal superhuman Super yeah muscle and and being able to you know, not break bones. Yeah. Um. And yet, time and time again, that's how <laughs> that's he's always everywhere where everyone's about to be. It's unbreakable. <laughs> I hated that movie Much too. Much like uh, uh, <laughs> you, you don't know how close we are to having to doing that on this podcast. Oh, we're, we're probably going to have to. It is on Netflix now. We're going to have so to there eventually. No excuses. My God, it's so long. So the um, but but that was it's a huge problem with this movie that he's just and it's this weird convenience of writing that yeah. he's always everywhere where he needs to be. Right when Bullseye shows up and is about to take up. And first of all, like she should know. She's there watching the, this whole thing. This with whole thing going happen, down. Right? She's watching this whole thing happen. Mm-hmm. Bullseye's and coming at her. He's he's already he's killed a couple of people. He's standing on a motorcycle. He he killed the drivers of the car she was yes. in already. White. Right? So uh-huh. then uh, Daredevil shows up and they have an exchange and he, they're they're fighting and through some they're accidents. They're not far from the car. No, no. She's she's seeing everything. It's on the same block. Uh huh. And uh, so what happens? He throws him. He, he okay. So he throws his baton at at Bullseye. That's oh no what no it no is. no! Bullseye's riding the bike. Oh. And Daredevil goes running and he kicks him off the bike. And his baton and, lands, and his baton falls. Yes. And Bullseye's like drops something. And he takes the baton. He throws it. And Daredevil goes to try to catch it, but then but the bike because, explodes. Yeah. And, and so now he sees like multiple batons. Shock waves. He can't see. Right. And he doesn't catch the baton, and it stabs Electra's father. So having seen all this happen, her natural conclusion is, I must now kill Daredevil <laughs> yes. because he killed my father. Bitch, no. Like this, you, first of all, I don't even know where, where to go with it. That's so, it, it's frustrating. It's so, it's, you want your is. characters it's to be smart. It's bad writing. It's you, bad writing. Or at least have them, because she's so steadfast in her hatred now and her seeking revenge. It's like, uh, yeah, there are a lot of players uh-huh. in this scenario. Yeah. And m- maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But she doesn't even, she where doesn't is her investigate. <laughs> her ire for a bullseye, this strange guy on a motorcycle? Uh-huh. Like, no mention of him. No, not at all. So frustrating. And it's not that she doesn't know who he is either, because he ends up showing up later on after mm. Electra and Daredevil fight. That's right. And he shows up and she just immediately goes after him. So she knows who he is. So it doesn't make sense. I feel like 
I, I want to believe Joel that there's a there's a there are scenes in this movie that didn't make the director's cut or the theatrical cut that kind of connects the dots a little bit more. Yeah, I want to believe that that exists. I cannot believe that somebody would shoot this movie and be like, eh, audience will follow along. Maybe Ridley Scott will release a. His own director's cut, even though he had nothing to do with this <laughs> just, movie. Just, like, just, just send me the just footage. editing bits of Gladiator into the movie. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, uh, no, 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 I was not. We're, we're not, answer. Ridley. Yeah. We're, we're not. Please save this movie. Yeah, kind of a long movie, too. And I know it was a director's cut, but also close to two hours. Close to two hours. The director's um, cut's close to two hours. The theatrical cut's like an hour and a half. I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh man. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of shit cut they, out. They add they add all that Coolio stuff. All yeah. that Coolio stuff is thrown in there and that, that kind of picks up about thirty minutes of footage. Um the uh okay, so Electra mm-hmm. which again, this is a problem with this movie. We find out like Electra has uh, okay, she fights Matt Murdock at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's fine. All right. But then suddenly we have this just montage of her Training to Evanescence, this Evanescence song. This is, oh, by the way, I hope you like Evanescence, folks, because you're going to hear them three times. Coming all over your face in this movie. (laughs) But it's okay because then Matt Murdock can see what you look like. (laughs) Oh, wow. I never thought about that. No, no. Like, picture them having sex. And he's like, let me shoot it on you so I can see what you look like. That's so disgusting. That's awesome. <laughs> that should have been in the director's cut. He's like into like pissing. hard R. He's, it's this, it's this. I'm gonna recast Daredevil <laughs> with what's his name? Uh, what, uh, the God. puppets from uh, no, American, no 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 no. Uh, who's 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 the dude? That R. Kelly. Oh yeah R- yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. recasting Daredevil with R. Kelly, we'll piss and he pissed. I'm gonna piss on you so I can <laughs> see what you look like. <laughs> it's so bad. Now I'm just picturing him like going to the bathroom, like going to a urinal, and it's pitch black, and now you can see the splash. So he sees the... everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is already a better movie than what I we think watched. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Jennifer Garner or Electra mm-hmm. proves that I guess in the event of a sandbag invasion, <laughs> she, she's prepared. So she's in her what is this her loft, her apartment, I guess her, it's her, her, her apartment, her training her area? Yeah. All up in in full electric garb has her size right, or is she doing this bare fist? No, she's doing it with size. She she's has got her, size. her size. That's S A I S. S-A-I-S-S yeah, you got it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we've got Evanescence pumping in the background. And on cue, like these sandbags just start dropping from the ceiling. <laughs> right. And she's doing whips Which and Which means sh- someone has to be in the room, s- like dropping these Either sandbags. Either that or she's programmed like a time release, you know, sandbag program. <laughs> well, you know, they've got the sandbag program. Yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah. go down to the radio shack That's and pick right. them up. Uh, but yeah, it has this whole fight scene or training scene. Uh, which my favorite moment of the evening was uh, there's there's one final one that dropped. It's got like Daredevil's face like painted it has in Daredevil's red. Daredevil's face, yeah, but it looks like it's done in like crude paint, <laughs> and it looks like you were like Wilson. <laughs> it looks like Wilson, it looks like Wilson from Castaway. What <laughs> <laughs> it did, but but I mean it proves nothing. No. And meanwhile, the intercut through this whole montage, mm-hmm. you've got Daredevil getting suited up, which is the exact same footage of him getting suited up that at the beginning of the movie earlier. They're totally recycling footage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she's spilling sand all over her apartment. Yeah. Some Somebody's got to clean Somebody's that shit up. Sweep is this a nightly occurrence? Does he, I'd like to see. Cut to the next morning. The maid unlocks the door. It's like, fuck. I hate Tuesdays. Tuesdays always sand. Tuesdays at Electra's. <laughs> That's uh, like, like Tuesdays with Morty. With Morty. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, unnecessary training sequence uh, while showing your bare midriff yeah. for nobody. And then uh, it, it leads to this fight on a rooftop in New York City, obviously, because that's where this movie takes place. I don't know why I had to... <laughs> oh, it's Hell's Kitchen, by the way, in case you didn't know, to narrow it down. <laughs> they let you know Hell's Kitchen. over and over again. Hell's Kitchen. They call it Clinton now, but it's Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but someone left their laundry on the roof. Which nobody does. I don't know. I don't know if you've My spent a lot of time in New York City, but at, at nighttime, mm. nobody leaves their laundry on the roof. No. Like people will get it, especially in Chinatown. It's gonna get stolen. Those people don't want their shit to get stolen, mm. so they're gonna take their laundry. Get your laundry because it's ever fucking raining in this city. In this movie, it's always fucking raining. So bring your fucking laundry in. That's right. But it makes for a great reason for Daredevil to get fucking this guy who sees. With sound. Right. <laughs> Apparently cannot see Electra because she's behind a sheet. <laughs> For fuck's sake, man. It's like, not a soundproof barrier. He didn't hear barrier. her heartbeat or anything. He wasn't like, okay, she's around here somewhere. I can figure it out. We we see him that, that earlier scene where he's in the church talking to the priest. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden he starts seeing everything that's going on outside of the building uh-huh. around him. Fucking trucks are driving, driving through. through. <laughs> <laughs> I love what Jason Cox said. <laughs> that we really wanted to turn around and see like that the priest was dead with a tire track over Actual him. truck went through. <laughs> it's hard to discern when you have that sixth sense. It's, it's so horrible because, and Joel, I've said mm-hmm. this before about mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. I, and I'll say it about this one. Say it again one if more you, time. If Joe. you establish a science in your movie, you establish establish a trope you have to fucking stick to it yeah if daredevil and you know especially in this director's cut where we make this big deal about like you know oh my god he the cop is telling the truth in the court case against coolio and then we find out you have a pacemaker pacemaker. okay if you're going to establish that science she cannot fucking sneak up on him if he smells her from a mile away before Before she she comes into the fucking coffee shop, he's going to smell her and he's going to hear her on the fucking rooftop. For him to be surprised that she's shown up is ridiculous and it destroys every bit of science that you've tried to set up throughout this movie. So they sit there and they fight and she ends up stabbing him and then unmasks him. Through the fucking shoulder, man. Unmasks him Mm -hmm. and realizes it's... Even though, like... You like you can't tell who that is with his mouth breathing ass. <laughs> Joe, if I covered the top part of my face, you oh my god, you'd be able to pick Jeff, out who it is. Jeff, you've got a stranger in your apartment. Nope, just me, oh, Joel. Uh, <laughs> I had my face covered up. See, I had my eyes covered up. Oh my god, Harvey. Yes, Two Face was just here. So yeah, he gets stabbed. He's out of the picture, right? And she unmasks him, and immediately everything's okay again. Oh my god, Matt. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, wait a minute. Like, what if the dude, you know, still possibly killed he, your dad? He could be a psycho. He could still be a psycho. I mean, the way he's issues. behaved since from the beginning, from the moment you first met him, there is nothing that says, you know, easygoing safety. and like fucking yeah, safety, <laughs> uh, laid back. No, he's pretty much been an overbearing ass. He tried that's to been punch you. Yeah, ninety seconds after he met you. <laughs> but she starts apologizing and she's cradling him, and that's when Colin Farrell shows up. Bullseye. And they have this horrible fight mm-hmm. where he kills her. Apparently, yeah, brutal man. Yeah, just like picks her up and stabs her through the thorax or not the uh, the thorax, the uh, the spine. Yeah, sure. Is that what happens? <laughs> I guess. I they don't, don't know, show like it. through the stomach reaction. or whatever. I hate violence to women. That yeah, really, that I really do bothered too. me. I have too. a problem with it too. Even though I get where you're going, that was in the comic. That's actually an iconic yeah, moment. Yeah. They show that in the comic book. 
I'm okay with that. I felt like the way the movie did it was a little too gratuitous. Yeah. You know, where he's beating her up for a while and Do- then does it. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Instead of just like he surprises her, bam, stab, mm-hmm. and then falls. There's a way to do it. There's an artistic way. There's a tasteful way to do it. Yeah. And Mark Steven Johnson, director of Jack Frost and Ghost Rider. <laughs> but just, just the writer of Jack Frost. Oh, I he was just the writer? The only, but, but he did direct Ghost Rider. Yeah. And I think maybe doing the sequel. And, uh, he did Ghost Rider too. Oh, they've already had a sequel. Yeah, they've already had a sequel. Somebody was talking about there being possibly Ghost Rider 3. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, my God. How that fucking franchise is still existing. Mm. Uh, And so this leads Matt, who's already been stabbed through the shoulder and struggles to put his mask back on before he could help his girlfriend, now (laughs) chases Bullseye throughout the entire city to try to, you know, to, to, to have this final fight or whatever. He leads Bullseye, I guess he's leading him to the church, because he shows up in the church. This is where we Tarantino it back right. to the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. where he's talking to the priest, and the priest is like, Matthew, you can't do anything. I can stay. He's like, no, is there a back door out of here? Y- yeah, it's a church. It's a church. It's yeah. a church. There are many doors that lead out of the fucking church, asshole. But, all, but they all lead to God. <laughs> all doors. Lead to lead God. To Jesus. Uh, <laughs> So they, he, he's got a bullseye shows up at the church, and that's where they have their big fight on top of the giant organ. Yes. Where I learned <laughs> that uh, no matter how many shards of glass or, or you know, sharp objects are being thrown your way, you know how, do, you, know how you avoid getting hit, Joe? Well, Joel, you backflip. That's right. <laughs> you continuously backflip. As long backflip. as you're backflipping, nothing, you're, you're impenetrable because, to all objects. Because Bullseye couldn't just have the presence of mind and just aim for the middle. Right. <laughs> just aim for the middle. You're bound to hit some shit. But that's a problem I have with this movie as well. Bullseye's ability is to throw things with like pinpoint accuracy. Accuracy and speed. And speed. Not to catch a bunch of glass. As it falls, that was kind of ridiculous. That yeah. was like the it was like the scene in Spider Man where uh, <laughs> with uh, all the goblin thingies, the the pumpkins. They yes, throwing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so like he he's what at least in Spider Man, Spider Man's flipping in different directions, and like you know, there's at least a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. This was just one bad fucking sequence of him back flipping over and over over again. Yep. And then he just stands there and makes his, you know, his his little pose. And as if you didn't know where his name came from, uh, well, luckily he's got a he's got a. Is it a scar? Is it a tattoo? What is it on his forehead? It's in the shape of oh, bullseye. a bullseye. Bullseye. I know, but yeah. is it a scar? I it think looks so. like he's yeah. like carved it into it his carved, forehead. Carved in because and it's scabbed over. In the comics, bullseye in his costume, mm-hmm. he wears this black costume. He's got a white bullseye on his forehead. Oh, for a mask on his his, his mask has a bullseye on okay. it. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's what they decided to do in this movie in, in lieu of a costume. Yeah, but we'll just scar a bullseye on his head. Colin Hanks. Not Colin, Colin Hanks. Hanks. Colin Hanks. Yes. <laughs> Colin Firth is forever like pointing at it. Yeah. Like after he, he'll he throw something and get a bullseye. And he'll be and like, like ah. <laughs> touching himself. Like, All right, man. You're taking your persona a little too seriously. Do you think he was an Irish character? <laughs> oh, was he? That's I, a good point because I, they really play up the Irish angle. They were they were very subtle about him oh, being Jesus. an Irish character. <laughs> like straight off the bat, when you first like you're introduced to him, he's in a pub. He's in a pub. He's drinking a you know a pint of a Guinness, Guinness, probably. And you've got like uh, what's what, what's the name of the band? Uh, House of Pain playing in the oh, background. Yeah, 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 yeah. Top of the morning to you. Like <laughs> Jesus, how on the nose do you need to play this? Mm-hmm. You another character we haven't even fucking started talking about at all is Joey Pantoliano. Yeah, Pantoliano. He's the 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 reporter Ben Urich, who's hot on the trail of uh, of this masked avenger. Yeah, 
Uh, and uh, yeah, every crime scene he shows up to, that's he's he's the Robert Wall character. I was just going to Daredevil. I, I almost recast him as Robert Wall. <laughs> <laughs> just to make it. I mean, they straight up taking shit from Batman and I'm putting it in you, his mouth. Like he's so two seconds to be away Batman. from. Uh, Lieutenant, is there a six foot bat in Gotham City? Right. And yep. if so, is he on the police payroll? Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Joey Pants said something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's investigating this, mm-hmm. and there's like. There's great evidence that there's a character, there's someone named Daredevil in town, especially when he lights up the ground and the double D's the light double, up on fire. Yeah, double D's. Double D's. Uh, and so when it finally comes to fruition and the cop finds out like there really is a vigilante named Daredevil and like there's some kind of some destruction in the city, mm-hmm. Joey Pants shows up and he's like, so see, it's this Daredevil guy. And the fucking, the, the investigator is like, yeah, Ben, it's Daredevil. Are you happy now? Like, oh, I know, like right? shaming this reporter. <laughs> Because he ended up being right. I'm like, no, that's him doing a good job. Like, there's no reason this this fucking reporter should know more than you do about what's going on in this case. This is a failure on the cop side for not preventing another murder. Right. Don't pin it on for Joy Joy Pants. So we get through the scene where Daredevil takes out fucking Bullseye. Mm -hmm. Again, in a very brutal fucking way. Oh, my God. And the movie's still not over. (laughs) <laughs> you you called it out. It's like a Lord of the Rings type <laughs> ending where we fade to black and then we come back. And I don't know if it was like that in the theater. Probably not. No. no. Well, but they still did this. And I, where he defeats Bullseye, Joel, then he goes and fights Kingpin. Yes. Un, <laughs> un, unneeded. <laughs> totally unneeded. Who's been in this movie a total of like three scenes yeah. up to this point, right? Uh-huh. He's not even like, we don't even really care about him no. at this point. Like, he, he's, he's kind he's, of a non factor. He's, he's big Michael Clark Duncan they, from, the from Armageddon movie. Yeah. with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, so, but they. Uh, They've obviously had like the big villain moment. They had their their villain moment where they meet and Colin Colin Farrell is sitting at the desk and he's t- and Kingpin's going, "You did a good job," and implicating Daredevil. That was nice work and da da da. And Bullseye's saying like, "The devil's mine," and I want a fucking costume. Like that was unnecessary too. Like the, the I want a fucking costume in this is that movie. What he said, I yeah. must have missed that part. You were yeah, you were gone when Damn they did this. Damn it. So. Yeah, we find out that Kingpin is the guy that's kind of orchestrated it's all financing this. Financing and all. And in the course of the the case, uh, the Coolio case, mm-hmm. you know, we find out that Kingpin's the one that kind of set everything in motion there as well. But, that I mean, that never really pays off. It's so hard to follow. Yeah. But for some reason, Daredevil just decides after he kills fucking Bullseye, it's time to go after Kingpin. <laughs> in fact, his priest is standing there on the ground going, go get him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> This priest that's like, yeah, out for blood. Go fucking kill that guy. So, uh, so Daredevil shows up in in the Kingpin's office. Yep, very anticlimactic fight. Yeah, and they have a fight. Luckily, Kingpin has water running up and down the walls <laughs> of convenient. his office. He can just bust a pipe, and uh, the whole there's rain. Yeah. just descending throughout the entire building, and that's what helps Matt take out yeah, the Kingpin. Of course, and he ends up unmasking himself. And he's like, yeah, you're the lawyer, the blind the lawyer. The blind lawyer. And, uh, and he says, like, why don't, you, why don't you finish me off? And he's like, no, I'm going to let you live. You're going to go to jail. And he's like, well, I'm going to tell everybody who you are. And Daredevil's going to be like, yeah, go ahead. Tell mm. everybody that you got your ass kicked by a blind man. Yeah. They'll, they'll smell blood in the water. Why did he let him live? I was going to say, he could still, I mean. If you're going to kill someone, you set the precedent that he's got no problem killing people. Right. Why are you letting this guy live? Yeah. And and yes, maybe people would think he's crazy, or or pride would keep him from saying that. But uh, this guy's been pulling strings the entire time, orchestrating this mass plot. 
he's too. You really going to take that risk after all of this? After your yeah. girlfriend got killed, and you've there's certainly a body count on your hands, blood yeah. on your hands. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it just lets him walk away in pain, in excruciating pain. Yeah, after oh he god, he broke. kicks his knees. Uh, he breaks his fucking knees. So hard to watch. Yeah, man. it is. It's, it is. It's, I, I remember that was my big takeaway when I saw it the first time back in '03. Was um, broken knees. Yes, because it was so. It's graphic. It's jarring to me. Yeah. It was. Uh huh. Poor it's, Michael Clark. It's Dunn. pretty. It's pretty brutal. Rest in peace. He just wanted to make the pain go away. I just want to make the pain go away, boss. <laughs> uh, all right, so then that's where we get the Lord of the Rings moments where like this yes. movie just never fucking ends. Because we have to wrap up the Coolio, Coolio case. We'll and see we gotta, Foggy one more time. Yep, and then for some reason Matt goes to that rooftop and finds the fucking a necklace that's just like the one Electra wears. This is my favorite. It wears, she's wears this necklace, and he finds one just like it, and he's touching it, and we see. It has brim. because Because movies are a visual medium. <laughs> that's right. So Showing is better than telling. That it has Braille. And he touches it, and they cut to him, and he goes, Braille. Braille. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. We got it, Ben. We know. Your credits open to the movie with Braille. We've been hearing you talk about blind justice all throughout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. I'm just imagining if, like, Ray Fiennes, like, put... A performance like that in a Schindler's <laughs> List, where he's like straight up telling you, "Ah, Jews." Oh, like, like, I mean, he didn't do it. We knew what was going on. We were yes. able to follow the context clues, and I kind of feel like this is the worst case of that. Uh, where we see that it's Braille. One one of my greatest sins, Joe, in movies like this, and I, I'm trying to think of the last time it was it was really uh, jarring. When the, they'll add in ADR after the like they'll loop in VO after the fact they'll uh-huh. they'll go they'll shoot the movie they'll record it they'll edit it and then they'll test screen it and then they want to sell it and they're then they, selling they, it they packaged it <laughs> and patented it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox uh, uh, uh. no um but <laughs> they uh so some dumb audience has decided oh we didn't think this was clear this plot point needed to be spelled out so they'll go back and they'll like reloop the audio uh-huh. and add new stuff and it's always shit like that yeah where you, like you never you always see the back of the of the actor's head yeah. and then they're adding some and the audio no, sounds Joel, different this was Ben Affleck's face. They cut to his <laughs> no, Oh, face. no, I know. I'm not saying they did oh, it here, I got you. but okay. it's, it, it felt like one of those moments where it's like, we don't know. No, yeah. we got it. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. Do you have anything else about I'm this movie? I'm done with this done with it? movie. Yeah. All right. What did what did Daredevil do right? Uh, it did... I, there, there's, some, there's, some, there's some good action sequences in here. Mm-hmm. It's not shot horribly. No. This <laughs> is not a very... It's just not a very Praise cohesive movie. movie. No, no, it, but but it, it looks okay. And I always try to praise the, the technicians behind the camera because uh-huh. it's like, all right, you guys did your job. You guys did your job. Everybody else failed you. The writer failed you. Right. Some of the acting failed you. Uh, the stunts. Um, but it's a it's 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 a it's a well choreographed movie uh-huh. for that part. Uh, I've got to agree with you completely. Okay, there I you feel go. like I feel like the the visual. I think the visual style of the movie is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Production-wise, it was all right. I, I, I think that for the most part, your performers did the best they could with the material that was given. Yeah, I'm uh, still, still cautious of Ben Affleck, though. Yeah, man. yeah. Watching this again made me worried about the Batman, the Superman, Batman Superman movie. The thing is, I feel like Ben Affleck has grown since then as an actor. No, absolutely. And if that movie fails, it's not going to be because of him. No. But I just want him. To, I want it so bad. To, I want him to be believable. I want yeah. him to prove all the naysayers wrong. But there's nothing in this movie that makes me think that will happen. I just have a problem with on the back of a movie that performed not quite remarkably. Man of Steel. Man of Steel. That like, wow, they greenlit a, a, a sequel where they're trying to build an entire franchise. You know, fucking Marvel took it slow. They were like, all right, we're going to start with Iron Man. Iron Man worked. 
We'll go with the Hulk. We'll do Ed Norton Hulk. Right. Okay, that did well. Uh, all right, let's lo- let's Thor. throw Thor out there. And uh, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 did well. Even though it wasn't the best movie, it did well. Mm-hmm. Okay, Captain America. They took it slow. They introduced you to these characters, and they took it slow. And then you got the Avengers. Now, you know, with the success of the Avengers, yeah. now you're, they're throwing everything at you, but they're still kind of taking it slow. Mm-hmm. You got Guardians of the Galaxy got their own movie. You got Ant-Man's going to get his own movie. Iron Man got another sequel. Thor got another sequel. Captain America got a sequel. Uh, and now they're going into Avengers 2. They took their time with it. They're planning it out. They're plotting it. It's almost like the it's the equivalent of storyboarding. They've storyboarded yep. their franchise. Yep. DC's just reacting. They're they're trying to react. They're trying to we meet. We got to catch up. We got to catch up. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to catch up. You don't have to do that. No. Nope. Is if you can just take your time and do something quality. Mm-hmm. No one's going to care slow if you're keeping st- up with Marvel at all. Yeah. Slow and steady wins e- the race. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or there's just enough for everyone to win. And also like putting their entire. All of these franchises in the hands of like Zack Snyder. Yeah, this guy's not proven. He's he's not great. He did, he did the watch. I, I I feel like they greenlit it just because of the Watchmen because the Watchmen looked so great. There's a there's a huge audience for Watchmen. People who like read the graphic novel but and liked it. It was still received with mixed reviews. It's, it's not I, a great. Film. I love Watchmen. I like for my, it for my own reasons because mm-hmm. I, I love the book. Yes, and so I'm okay with it. I love. I'm all right with the changes they made. So I really love the Watchmen film. I love the whole experience of it, and I love that they released like the tales from the Black Freighter separately, so you could kind of see That's all that. Right. I loved immersing myself in that entire world, but for the most part, like you know, I I I, I can see where you're it coming from, problems. where it's like it's a good movie, but it's not great. I love it. But I know it's not a great film. It did. It have it had its problems, and it's, mostly it's, fell on Zack Snyder's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know to follow that up with something like Sucker Punch, Ooh, which was right. critically panned. Yeah, I, I, I don't know anybody who's seen that who has recommended it. I thought that his Jeff, wo- you like it? No, I, I thought his his no. work on Man of Steel was okay. I, I, in my opinion, that's his best film. Yeah, yeah. But I, as far as being a Superman story, I thought it lacked. It it it, it told. It told the wrong story, but now seeing where they're trying to go with this, okay, maybe it makes a little sense. But I am just like you. I'm very, I'm definitely on the fence. I'm guarded when it comes to this Batman versus Superman movie. Yeah. Um, all right. What did he do wrong? So what did <laughs> what did Daredevil do wrong? Everything else. No. Um, again, if you, uh, I'm fine with the darker tone. I'm fine with with you know taking. You know what? What are essentially comic books? You know that we uh-huh. read growing up as kids, or aimed at kids, yeah, and making them more adult. That's fine, uh-huh. but it's either going to be for kids or it's either going to be for adults. And if you want it to be for adults, you can't have scenes where people are fighting on seesaws minutes after meeting each other. And it's the George Lucas problem climbing, with the prequels, yeah, where he kept talking about like it's for kids. But it's about yeah. fucking trade disputes. Kids <laughs> <Yeah>. don't. <laughs> Nobody cares. No one yeah. cares. So it's C-SPAN. Star Wars C-SPAN. Pick a theme. You can make a good campy movie. Last week, Gordon uh, uh, Flash Gordon. <laughs> Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> uh, was a fun movie uh, for, for kids of all ages. Yeah. Uh, but it knew what it was. And this movie just didn't know what it was. No. Uh, I feel like this movie, what it, what it got wrong, it falls firmly for me in the writing. Uh, and not just the dialogue, but just in constructing the, the characters story. as well, the story, okay. but the characters. And I, ra- I I ranted on this earlier. When you take that really key thing that makes Daredevil what he is, and you don't you you, you basically throw it out the fucking window. Right. It, it's the equivalent of Superman breaking Zod's neck at the end of Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah. That's not what Superman does. That's not what he's all about. And Daredevil is not 
a murderer. He doesn't kill people. And that's that thing that the characters mostly stayed true to. Mm-hmm. You know, in extreme events, he's had to kill. But for the most part, he tries to stick to the... Like, the guy in the fucking subway, that would have never happened. Jared? The, yeah. The, the, <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. So the... the uh, but, but, you know, he would have fucking taken the guy off the tracks at the last minute. Of course, yeah, yeah. Scared him. Make and then him, take, exactly. Yeah, and then taken him and then brought him back in to face justice. Mm-hmm. That You know, even even done the old trope where he's tied up and thrown on City Hall, you know, with a note. You right. know, he's yeah. a criminal. Uh, I feel like when you don't respect that, you don't respect what makes the character who that character is, I feel like you have no business telling that story, and you're you're slapping the face of not just the comic book fans, but also the audience in mm-hmm. general. And your mama, mm-hmm. your mama, slapping your mama's Get face. To your mama. Uh, all right. <laughs> so if we were to remake this Daredevil movie and not use the cast from the TV show, <laughs> oh, uh, how would, how would we do that, Joel? Well, I'm gonna start with my director first because my cast is all derived from movies that this director has done. And my director. John Favreau, of course. Nice. He's done superhero movies before. He's in this one, uh-huh. and he's learned a few things since starring in this role. So uh, he's gonna he's gonna collect uh, uh, some of the some of the best best names from his other films. Would you say done. he was going to assemble? Assemble. Ooh, <laughs> that's a different franchise. Different franchise <laughs> let's start. Uh, let's start low with Joey Pants. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the the reporter. Ben Ben Urich. Hot on the trail. Hot on the trail. Sorry. Who's Ben Urich? That's his character. Oh, is that the character? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go get him. Go get him, Matt. Okay, wait. Oh, uh, before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get a, <laughs> this whole thing where like Ben Urich actually he he confronts Matt Murdock because he's figured out Matt Murdock is Daredevil, and Matt's like, please don't publish it, you know. And, and he's like, well, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think Daredevil says, well, I gotta do what I'm gonna do. And so we've got this whole bit where Ben Affleck's doing this voiceover about people and doing their duty right. and da 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 da. Blind justice. And and Ben and Ben Urich, Joey Pantliano is typing this like yeah. this huge article about like how Matt Murdock is the daredevil. He's having a Doogie Howser moment. In front <laughs> yes, of <his> exactly. <laughs> and so he's, I mean, pages upon pages of of story that he's written about this. And he sat there and he's just finished it. The last line is like, Daredevil is Matt Murdock. Yes. And uh, and he sits there and he's looking at it for a bit and then just hits the delete button. Yep. And holds and, it. And just holds it. So it deletes the whole thing. Instead of just like, Select Control A, all, <laughs> delete. and then delete. But he he goes to and he lets it delete the whole it's thing. More symbolic. Like, honestly, you maybe maybe keep the draft. Yeah, and you sleep on it. It's not a send or delete sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, save it, save <laughs> it for a while. I'm pretty sure that were, those were the two keys on his keyboard though. <laughs> save, send and delete. Right, and you see his finger hovering back <laughs> and forth, back and forth, and then it's he like, goes to the delete one. What's what's the thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, that's from Gladiator. Oh, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah, 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 or, yeah. Or we can go to Transformers, the animated movie, where it's like guilty or innocent. You know. And I said, I reject this mockery of justice. No, he says, he says you're in contempt of court. I have nothing but contempt for, for this court. court. <laughs> uh, well, that's Love all. that line. So, the, uh, so at the end, he's deleted the whole story, and he walks outside his office, and he, he lights up his cigar or whatever, and he looks up, and he sees Daredevil up. There he and, is. And Daredevil, they kind of give each other a nod, mm-hmm. and Daredevil's like, he understands, and he gets up. And Joey Pants, out loud, <laughs> on a New York City street, says, Go get him, Matt. Go get him, Matt. <laughs> and then takes off, and I'm like, well, maybe don't say that out yeah. loud. <laughs> you know, because people are going to be like, Matt, Matt who? Matt who? who? Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Uh, so, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, God, I didn't mean to say his name. So, Joey Pants, 
uh, what was his name? Character's name? Ben Urich. Ben Urich. Um, how about from Zathura? If we got Sam Rockwell, love it, who starred in the uh, John Favreau directed Zathura, uh, the John Favreau character, uh, which Foggy. John John Favreau cast uh, Sam Rockwell in Iron Man two as well. Oh, that's right, he was in that yeah, too. So yeah. repeat offender, uh, the John Favreau character of Foggy Nelson. How about Vince Vaughn? In love that it, character. Love it. Oh, comic relief there. Obviously, they have good uh, good rapport. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Bullseye. Let's get uh, from the 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 little scene, the Cowboys and Aliens that he directed. How uh-huh. about Daniel Craig? <laughs> That's good. Goldeneye or your 007, uh-huh. whatever. As uh, as Bullseye, <laughs> he wasn't in that at all. Confusing Bullseye and Goldeneye. <laughs> um, and then the Kingpin. How about uh, Mickey Rourke? Nice. Kingpin. You picture him with his head shaved. Nice. That guy's fucking creepy can, already. Can he have the the parrot from <laughs> from Iron Man? <laughs> That's right. Uh, but you know he it's was in the wrestler. He's good. And then uh, my last two are, of course, the Jennifer Garner character of Electra. How about Olivia Wilde, also from uh, Cowboys and Aliens? Oh, Devin recast last week uh, in yeah. Flash Gordon. Mm, that's right. You can't get enough of me. Some Olivia Wilde. And then finally, uh, this one I'm going out on a limb here, but I really like this actor. I think I remember you saying you don't like Dax Shepard, also I, from. I, I think Dax Shepard's. You okay. like Dax Shepard? Yeah. I think he's he, he's kind of an everyman. Yeah. And if you've ever seen Parenthood. Because, you know, he kind of grew up comedy. <laughs> Not based on his uh, idiocracy character? No, no, yeah. <laughs> Go away, Baton. Baton. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, his role in Parenthood, he can really do emotions well. I, I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, even though he is married to my future ex, Mrs. Burnson. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Sarah Michelle Geller. Not Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Marshall. Kristen, Kristen, uh, uh, what's her name? Not Stuart. Not Stuart. <laughs> Fuck. Kristen Bell. Kristen, Kristen Bell. Christian Bale. Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Christian Bale. <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Uh, look that up on YouTube In if Christian you haven't seen it. Bale. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my recast for this new day. All right. Well, I went with a theme on this one as well. Oh, surprise. Uh, instead, I was kind of like, hey, what would we do if we took the cast? What would we do, baby, baby without with love? Sha na na na. Yes, I took the cast of Family Ties. No, I took the cast of uh, the Time Machine. I thought, okay, what would what would happen if we took the cast of Friday Night Lights and put them into Daredevil? (laughs) So obviously directed by Peter Berg, who Mm. did the movie and then produced the TV show. Uh, Starting with Bullseye, Taylor Kitsch, who's no uh, no stranger to comic book movies, played Gambit. Uh, He's also John Carter. Uh, Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, uh, played by Brad Leland. Who's that? Who's uh, that? He's just an older guy from, from Friday Night Lights. I can't remember his character. Oh, name. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That guy. Uh, Foggy Nelson. Oh, my God. He'd be great. Played by Jesse Plemons. Which one was he? He was, uh, he's the guy that was in Breaking Bad. Uh, he's, I think he's also involved in the new Star Wars franchise. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Uh, Electra Nachios. Played by Adrian Palicki. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, you know she's also she's already got the action stuff going on. She's in Agents of Shield. She's playing Mockingbird. Is she? Uh huh. And Ooh. she was also in uh, GI Joe, the GI Joe sequel. She played uh, Lady J. And uh, that leaves us Daredevil Matt Murdock. And I went a different direction. And people have been saying that they should do this with Spider Man, and uh, and that they want Donald Glover to yes. play Spider Man. I read that. And and I'm I'm kind of on the fence about it. Yeah, I, I feel like that? well because. Because you don't like black people? No, no, no. That's, it's got nothing to do with that. I just kind of... 
I, I'm used to Spider-Man being a, a certain, you know, a certain character. It's the character I grew up with. Mm-hmm. I've got no problem with, you know, playing around with that, though. I think that's okay. I think I would have to see it before I, I throw That's why I'm excited about the new Fantastic Four movie where you've got uh, Michael B. Jordan, who's going to be playing Johnny Storm. Right. I'm totally cool with that. And that's who I cast as Daredevil Matt nice, Murdock, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, cool. uh, in that role. And so that's what I would do nice. with Daredevil. I like that. Uh, all right. So if you have any thoughts about how you would recast Daredevil or about what we've had to say about this movie, if there's something that we've completely missed, that, oh my God, it's a sin, you guys should be talking about this, let us know. Go to our Facebook page in the search bar. Put Editing Bay in there. Find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us, and that's where you talk back at us. We've also got a, uh, a website. Sure do. It is EditingBay.com. You can go there and uh, find our links back to uh, our Facebook page. A little bit more info about the show. Uh, we have some episodes on there. i got to catch up. i got to put our most recent episodes on there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, any any future uh, happenings that are going on with the Editing Bay, you will find there on the website, as well as our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us. A uh, little surprise if you're a follower on Twitter. Not much of a surprise, but uh, you'll always be the first to know what the new movies are coming out. I'll uh, tweet pics in. In fact, I'm going I'm to I'm tweet a pic tonight of, of a DVD that you gave me uh, on last week's <laughs> oh episode. My God. Which uh, I thought that was so awesome. Watch, I was like, oh I my will. God, Joel, you must own this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So also, uh, if you don't uh, already follow us on uh, or subscribe to us on the iTunes. podcast app or on iTunes. Gotcha. Um, go ahead and do that. And while you're doing that, leave us a review, uh, a review and a rating. Five-star rating would be fantastic. And just, you know, a little review, what you like about the show, that helps us. It helps us get sponsorships like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. You know, we really want to do another live show, uh, but we're not going to try to do it like we did last time where Joel and I basically went broke trying to put that <laughs> thing together. Uh, we, we need some help. And the way you help, we're not asking for you to crowdsource us, to crowdfund us. We're not asking you to do any kind of Kickstarter thing for us. We're just asking you to take the time, give us a review and a rating. Yep. Uh, and if you don't have an Apple device, if you have an Android device, you can get us on the uh, Podcast Republic and Podcast Addict apps. That helps you. Uh, you could search the iTunes library, and that's how you find us, and you could subscribe to us through there. Um, you got a movie for us next week, buddy? I think it's your turn. I think I picked both of the the, the last two. Well, yeah, but it was kind of my hmm, interesting. Do you have something that that you've uh, uh, that you'd like to do? I do. Well, you've caught me unprepared. Ah, uh, I. Uh, you know what? This is going to be your homework this week, listeners. You want to know what we're going to do next week? You're gonna have to uh, follow us on also the Facebook Twitter. page or follow us on Twitter at the Editing Bay or like our Facebook page. That's a fantastic cop out. That's how we're gonna announce. Well, <laughs> I hate to like pre-announce because there there's some good ones coming up. Joe, we're coming up on uh, summer blockbuster season. Mm-hmm. A lot of sequels coming out this year, and uh, we're gonna be doing some movies that uh, maybe spawn some of these sequels. I think in the coming months. Spawn? Not, not spawn. <laughs> are not we not? Are we gonna do spawn? We could do spawn oh, one good. of these days. <laughs> John Leguizamo. <laughs> that movie was so bad. Yes, it was. All right, so not we'll, that movie. We'll we'll announce it on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, I think that'll be the way. That sounds good. Do. All right, so uh, thank you, Jeff. Uh, I know, like I said, l- the end of last episode, that it's like a week separation for you guys. It was actually only a couple of minutes, and so we've uh, we've recorded like two episodes. Space in time one continuum, night. bitches. So crazy, and I'm exhausted. I've got to go Me pick too. up some kitty litter before I go home. I have to edit a fucking video tonight, man. Good God, mm-hmm. and uh, and Jeff just wants us to get the fuck out of his out place of his so house. he could go. Get some sleep before he goes to work. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joe. Fantastic. Thank you, listeners. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, we'll catch you next week. We are the editing bay. See you later. Thanks, guys. You've been.
been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.